Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Loga the Barbarian. And I'm here to talk to you today about a zine. Um, I'm trying to keep it weekly zine reviews. This is a zine that came out through um, Zine Quest 3 this year. If you're not familiar, Kickstarter does something called Zine Quest, where it encourages people to take up creating their own zines and putting them out. And there's a lot of good, great RPG zines that are coming out of there. And this zine is called Two Summers. I suspect upon reading it that the name of the zine changed at some point in time because inside the book itself, he's calling they're calling it Two Crazy Summers. So we'll call it Two Summers for now. This, this is a role-playing game that is diceless. The book itself is beautiful. There's a great emphasis on nature, uh, greenery, outdoors, and stuff like that on the on the art itself. It's a full color zine. The pages have some nice design. Now, this is very different from most role-playing games I've ever played, and I think a lot of you will find that to be true. I'm gonna go ahead and start by reading a little bit from the back of the book to give us an idea of what this game's about, because it's very unique. And one of the reasons I backed it was, was because I thought, oh, I, I really want to back some things that are just innovative, different, new, and unlike anything I've ever played. So the back of the book says, you know that Stephen King book with the scary clown? Well, imagine that. Last summer, I scrammed from the big city with my parents, and I went through a crazy adventure in the boondocks with my pals. We got way scared and had some fun. I even got a girlfriend for a while. I could have made a novel out of it. Would have gotten myself the Booker Prize for sure, though I swear it's all true. But I turned it into a role-playing game instead. And just like Stephen King's novel, I started to think about how things would be if our adventure wasn't finished 30 years later and we'd be back there. Trying up, th or trying up things. That's why I'm calling the game Two Crazy Summers. Short and to the point, in a nutshell, we'll play teens who go adventuring during the summer and the same characters as adults. Now, there's a few things I'd like to point out about this game. First off, you are playing the same characters 30 years apart. I assumed when I first got it that you would play one session where you'd be kids and the next session you'd be adults, but that's not the case. The game seems to have you going back and forth between 30 years in the future and 30 years in the past as your different characters. So I thought that was interesting. It's it's not played just linear. Uh, that might have some complications, I think, uh, but I'll get to that later if I have time. Now, the other thing that's interesting to note here is they say specifically there's no horror elements. It's no violence in fighting. The system isn't really set up for a combat system. This is more of a drama narrative that you're creating. And this drama narrative that they explain in the, in the zine when you open up to it, it starts with, it says the game is going to be played in six sessions and a ze session zero. So you have seven sessions ideally, each about three hours or so apiece. Now the session zero is vital to this game because the way this game runs as a diceless role-playing game is, the, is that, uh, is that you're, you're crafting this whole story with the team. At some point in time in this book, let me see if I can find that real quick. The back of the book on page 58 is a 60-page zine. You have almost as much power as the GM. Use it. That's in the player's advice. So the players have a lot of power and say. And in crafting the game and the story, the stories that it seems to kind of encourage you playing and creating 
seem more along the lines of uh, like films like Stand By Me, uh, stuff like that that's more um, oriented to drama. Definitely a large amount of, of what you would watch films uh, and TV shows like Wonder Years, etc. would kind of be in the vein of this. It gives you ideas for conflicts and stuff like that that could be occurring and things for your PCs to be personally dealing with and kind of gives you a way to structure and create an ad the planned adventure ahead of time in a session zero. So I think that's interesting. I, I have not run this yet. I would really like to. Focusing on different types of conflict as opposed to fighting and killing, magic and science fiction, those things that we're used to in role-playing games, really sets this out. And it does a real good job of showing you kind of how to go in and come up with the ideas, come up with the conflicts for the characters. I would be curious to do this and see what I could bring into a regular D&D game from this book game here. There's some really good stuff here. Uh, just as a quick overview, a few of the th highlights that I thought were interesting. Uh, you're starting off with a session zero. If you're familiar with the game Microscope, I've gotten a chance to play that on one occasion. And Session Zero seems kind of similar to how Microscope is. Eh, it's probably the best thing I could compare it to, but still a bit off. Creating uh, relationship maps and concerns, uh, creating what it is that the, that the players are going to be focused on as individuals and as a group and what the group adventures will be throughout this. Uh, those are things that you're going to be doing in the Session Zero. And the summary of Session Zero is on page 24, because this one first session of the seven sessions, uh, uh, well, ideally you're doing seven sessions. Uh, on page 24, you got a summary of Session Zeros. Number one, you lay the foundations of the campaign. Number two, you fill the relationship map and the traits of teenage PCs by answering the questions. Three, create the concerns for the teenage PCs. Four, Create traits and concerns for adult PCs. Five, fill out the adventure summary. And six, select key moments. So you're going to kind of map and outline this. In a lot of ways, this really borders on improv from what I'm saying. I feel that it would definitely push that. So if you have an improv background, you might just be amazing at this. If you don't, it might be real good practice for your role playing in your other games as well. It's definitely deviating from most role-playing games I'm familiar with. There's a there's a token, I think it's called a token system or something like that. Yeah, tokens, earning and spending tokens they do for resolutions. Uh, but it encourages kind of not really having to, to do much resolution with the rules. Uh, and reading through the zine, you'll kind of see where it, where it guides you there and stuff like that. It's worth picking up actions and reactions and how tokens influence it and what makes things harder and you having certain assets about yourself uh, is kind of how how it approaches any kind of conflict resolution. And again, it really heavily leans towards don't have combat type conflicts. We're not killing. It also kind of leans into like staying away from the, the dark and, and horrifying, horrible type of things. Um, I've thought of a few different scenarios or ideas that could be done with this game. This game could be played over and over again, I feel, with very, very different stories, the way that it's set up. And the more you would play something like this, I think the more, the, the more uh, crazy 
interesting, intricate stories you could come up with. <laughs> now, <coughs> coming up with stories that don't have goblins and monsters, Cthulhu and everything else added to it, uh, that I think would be very, uh, very different from what I'm used to in role-playing. And we'll, again, that's one of the reasons I was really interested in this book, um, in this zine. So you build the summer, or you build the campaign uh, and the story to coexist between two summers. The beginning starts at the beginning of the summer as a teen and ends at the end of the summer, and same as an adult. And according to how the game kind of lays it out, it seems that you're supposed to kind of hop at different times from, okay, we're playing as teens, and now we're going to fast forward. What are we doing as adults? And I'm assuming that we're going to intertwine the stories from, from future to past. Um... I think that I'm not, I've not ran it yet. I wonder how difficult it would be to keep the narrative going and stick to what you've laid out. I know sometimes it can, like with some games, like I, I'm very much, have spoken a lot about how I'm not fond of more railroad campaigns in role-playing games. And I feel that this might get a little difficult and restrain you a bit on what you can do. But I think part of the fun is tr everybody trying to work to tell the story and come up with the story and weave it together. So that would be an interesting thing to see and experience and see how it goes. Definitely cooperation and not having a uh, competitive type of approach to it would be the best way to approach this game, I feel. Um, so this is Two Summers. I'll go ahead and put a few links to where you can find this. It's available at, uh, at, on, uh, on Exalted Funeral. If you're not familiar with Exalted Funeral, it's a great site for picking up role-playing games. And the person who did this, I forgive me if I butcher your name, is Kome Martin. I believe this person was in France, um, lives in France. I believe there's another version out there that is not in English from what I had seen online, but I'm not 100% sure. So check out Two Summers. I'll put the links in the bottom. And if you get a chance, or if you're so kind enough to, Go ahead and share this episode or any episode you like on your social media or somewhere. Help me get the word out about the podcast. Give me a positive review on wherever you're listening to it. And go ahead, like, and follow us on Facebook and check out the blog, wobbliesandwizards.com. Keep those dice rolling. <laughs>